Hey, B2B Nation, and welcome back. This is our first official episode since launching last week. And to give you a quick little sneak peek into the strategy behind B2B Nation, this marketing edition, we decided to launch with 25 episodes with some of hopefully the biggest names in sales and marketing in the industry today. We launched the series with a blog post, a series of tweets, including a new Twitter handle, at B2B Nation underscore smar. That's short for smarketing. And we could not be more excited with the results. We ended up getting into new and noteworthy in the business section of iTunes, which is really, really exciting for us. And, and we couldn't have done it without you guys. So thank you so much for subscribing and listening along and for joining us for today's episode, uh, which is a fantastic one, by the way. Uh, we have two guests from Axiom Impact, which is this awesome email and cross-channel marketing arm of Axiom, uh, the SaaS company that's all about enterprise data and analytics. And we're really getting to see both sides of this marketing equation here today with Suzanne Darmery, the executive creative director, that's the creative side, and David Shea, the director of analytics, the data side. So we have a really special opportunity here to see how well data and creative can really work together to create meaningful campaigns and marketing opportunities. So. Starting off the episode here with a quick recap of some of the biggest changes and improvements to data. Uh, what were they in 2015, David? Well, I think 2015 was a really exciting year from a data perspective. Uh, I think first you have just the general adoption rate of data, just the number of companies that we're seeing are looking to leverage data to make insights. Uh, we saw that greatly increase in 2015. And it's not just large enterprise companies. We're seeing a lot of small and medium-sized businesses as well that are looking for different ways they can leverage data. Um, and then we're also seeing the shift of marketing dollars to channels that are addressable. So channels that can really leverage data to target one-to-one -one personalized communications. Um, and we're also seeing that there are a lot of new companies that are looking for innovative data sources. So things like social listening, natural language processing, internet of things, or even referential data sources like weather, news, articles. Um, and then you know, finally, I think just the consumer attitudes towards data. We're seeing just a big shift uh, in consumers are increasingly expecting that companies are leveraging their data to provide more relevant messaging. How can a science, you know, like leveraging this consumer data, how can that impact an art form uh, like creative? How do you sort of meld the two together? There's a really fine line between art and science when it, when it comes to creative. One-to-one -one personalized messaging is the best way to marry that and deliver a creative impact. So I've noticed that when you connect data to people and people to brands throughout their day, you start a larger conversation. By incorporating geolocation data and delivering relevant content based on their physical location, their proximity to the store, as well as all the social text mining for chatter around specific topics, you can create potential interests and you can target relevant messaging themes. I want to go back real quickly to something that you mentioned, Suzanne, that is one-to-one -one personalization. Uh, what does personalization mean for you? I feel like that's been a really big topic of discussion uh, in the marketing community in the past you know, couple of years. Uh, how does that apply directly to consumers, and how are brands really starting to personalize their content? Absolutely. So one-to-one -one is taking, um, taking what we know about our, our customer. It's taking the information, the data, the technology, understanding what they want, where they are, where they want something, and using what we know to target messaging towards them, whether it is you know, one of our fashion brands, we target by their likes, by their preferences. We have uh, technology brands, we, we sort of target by you know, what point of their life cycle they're in. Um, so it really depends on how hyper-targeted we get with all of our information. We personalize such, you know, when we're sending emails, we can just uh, alternate a subject line or a, or a hero image or a headline 
or we could go super granular and take five or six different um, different parts where we can A/B test everything and what performs the best. Gotcha. And I'm sure, you know, in order to get to, to that creative, uh, there's really a ton of data behind it. And, uh, you know, to be able to create a one-to-one personalized message, I think it's important to make sure that you're informed uh, from big data. So uh, what, uh, what David, is the best way to test and learn from uh, this information that, that marketers uh, have access to? Yeah, well, I think it really all starts with just the internal culture. Um, so making sure that you adopt what I call like a constant beta state where you're just consistently testing uh, to drive business decisions. Um, and then also making sure that you have what I call a learning agenda or a testing roadmap where you're laying out all the key hypotheses that you put into place. And then you're using the test to be able to, to prove or disprove what those are over the next six months or, or a year or so. And then specifically from a testing methodology perspective, I usually recommend starting off very simple doing some basic A-B testing, um, getting all the key stakeholders comfortable with the process, Um, but then eventually evolving into multivariate testing, or some people call it design of experiments. And within that, you have techniques such as fractional factorial design, where it allows you to be much more efficient and speed up the, the learnings that you're getting. And one of the cool things about taking this approach is it allows you to really quantify the impact that each of the different factors that you're testing contributes to performance. So you can use that to prioritize the future testing based upon the elements that have the biggest impact. So you're testing things like subject line, you're testing call to action, you'll be able to get the actual weight and say, hey, call to action contributes 30% to uh, to performance, while subject line only contributes 10%, you know, focus your future efforts on, on that call to action. And also it allows you to test much more complex designs from doing this approach. So you can test things like the impact of cross-channel coordination of marketing efforts, the incremental impact of behavioral triggers and kind of new and cool types of campaigns that you can do, uh, as well as other uh, really interesting questions. And with so much data that you have available, it's really important to leverage from a testing perspective uh, automated platforms to get additional scale. So, So there are lots of tools out there that enable you to set the parameters and then automatically when you get statistical significance of a test, we'll automatically switch to to the winner. But then finally, one of the things I'm talking uh, to a lot of companies about is don't just look at response rates when you're measuring success of a test. You want to, uh, one of the things that I say all the time is for every test, you have a winner and a loser. Um, so it's really our job to figure out what version is the winner and what version um, contributes uh, to the loser. And then you're able to profile who, who responds to what version and use that to continuously optimize campaign performance going forward. And I feel like A-B testing, too, has really dramatically improved and changed the way that marketers can, you know, leverage this data. And I had no idea that you could automatically, it sounds like, change over to one test. I thought it was sort of a switch that you had to continually test and and change. But that's that's really exciting that you can automatically, you know, switch from, you know, one campaign uh, to another. So I think, too, uh, this segues perfectly into in sort of changing uh, how specific things within campaigns function uh, with regard to how they're gathering and, and using data. I think the same can be said about you know different channels out there uh, that can be used to to target folks. So how have you guys seen multi-channel analytics change in the past few years, and what ultimately does that mean uh, for marketers? We can now take an orchestrated approach to marketing, which means that we have multi-channel analytics that have paved the way for our customer engagement management. 
And these CEM, as we call them, the customer engagement management analytics, enable clients to optimize individual campaigns with a cross-channel campaign mix in mind. So this orchestrated approach actually supports marketers with campaign planning, both within the calendar-based and the episodic campaigns with behaviorally triggered events across key milestones. So it depends where they start, where they go, and where they want to finish. Um, this push towards omni-channel marketing and the ability for brands to orchestrate their marketing across channel and the customer engagement management is more important than it's ever been. It improves customer engagement, improves business results, it improves what we're targeting, how we're targeting people, and it takes things, you know, the, without the analytics, we wouldn't be able to tell what was working, how to optimize, and how to push it further to create a stronger conversation with our customers. Uh, how How is big data sort of changing the way that we target audiences and serve creative? It sounds like we, we had David sort of discuss earlier uh, from a data perspective how we're able to use that. But I'm curious, Suzanne, how, how would you say uh, we can use that information to better serve, you know, the creative campaigns that we as marketers are developing? Creative is becoming more and more personalized. When we first started, it was very vague. It was very open. It was very big idea, pie in the sky, use any or create any technology possible. Now we actually use the data to better identify customer behaviors and um, create key profile attributes. So it allows us to better target our customers based on these behaviors, these attributes. Data also enables us to automate the message content and the channel rules for individual customers. So through that, the campaign response is actually measured and optimized. And that puts data at the front and center of everything. Obviously, we have the messaging, we have the visuals, we have the concept, we have the, you know, the key communications that we are trying to get across, but without knowing who it is and what they want. It's, it's, you know, it's not what it used to be. Um, data's really helped us move um, forward and create a more personalized experience. Yeah, and, and uh, how is it changing the way that we personalize campaigns? Do you guys have any sort of, I guess, specific examples uh, as to how we personalize exactly these campaigns to better fit uh, audiences here as marketers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think it ties back to what I mentioned earlier around just how customers are expecting a lot more. Um, they're expecting that personalization and, and relevance. So, you know, it's simply uh, um, we're at a place where one size fits all just doesn't work in a lot of cases. Uh, so when I think about personalization, I like to take into account all the different what I call levers that we as marketers can influence. So we have the targeting, the audience, the messaging, uh, the, the offer incentive, the timing of when the campaign goes out, the frequency of how many campaigns and messages you sent out. Uh, the channel, marketing channel, which it goes out, and then you also have the cadence uh, of the channels or, or messaging. What's that order of campaigns as they go out? Um, so we can also leverage big data to identify, I call both their stated and derived preferences um, to individuals uh, that can help achieve that, that relevancy and that personalization. So for example, uh, I help a lot of clients collect data sources. So you have social chatter, what they're talking about on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, campaign response history of how they're actually engaging with campaigns, uh, website engagement, uh, geo-tracking, even Internet of Things. You, you aggregate all that together and you can get a profile based upon their own actions of what they like to do. So, for example, um, you know, now we don't have to guess as far as, you know, what is that message or incentive? Who is really price conscious? Uh, 
who needs to to get a steep discount? Uh, who has a family and wants to hear about the benefits of uh, you know uh, that are related to to family versus who is single? Um, and you can use all that information and create those profiles and really create very relevant and personalized messaging. Absolutely. And uh, one final question here, David, from our sponsor, uh, Marketing Sherpa Summit, coming up here at the end of February. What are you most looking forward to at the conference this year? Yeah, excited. Um, I think primarily I always love to hear marketers' experiences and especially the pain points that they're having and trying to figure out ways that we can help solve uh, those particular issues. Um, and, and I do think that you know, the coaching clinics and roundtables that they have there are really great forums to be able to you know, hear uh, what those uh, kind of experiences and pain points are. And uh, I also love to hear about all the new innovations, so kind of being the, the data guy, being an analytics guy. It's, it's always exciting to hear about what are those innovations in marketing and just being a part of an industry that, that's always evolving. I also like to, you know, I'm, I'm a big teacher at heart, so I always love to be able to share my own thought leadership and what, and what I'm experiencing with the clients that I work with. And another thing is just being able to connect with marketing peers to see kind of all the old faces that we've been working with over the years and also meet a lot of the, the, the new people that are entering the industry. That's always exciting. Um, I also like to be able to expand outside of my my realm really be able to push out of my comfort zone and just hear about some other applications maybe different industries i typically don't work with or even some other applications of data beyond just typical marketing um, that i typically work with also just given the snow outside and, and being in new york i'm just looking to <laughs> looking forward to get out of the cold uh, and just warm and that's always exciting the bellagio las vegas is i think one of the the top places on my list for where i would like to go to get out of the cold so uh, it doesn't get much <laughs> much better than that uh so how can our listeners find out more about axiom uh, impact and all that you guys have to offer go to our website axiomimpact.com you can learn more about what we do who we are and all of our awesome award-winning work Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you so much, Suzanne and David, for joining me. A phenomenal conversation. And uh, I look forward to hopefully meeting up with you guys at uh, Marketing Sharpa uh, Summit. Thank you yeah. so much. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our IT and HR edition, check out our website, technologyadvice.com backslash podcast. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And a quick final word from Axiom. It's important to highlight that Axiom builds its products and services around the company's strong principles related to the ethical use of data. This is Axiom's absolute core competency when it comes to data enablement and consumer reach.